This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Humanoid, this is Murder, My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And I'm Death. What? You, you said it very loudly into the microphone. Oh, I should probably, you turn, should probably turn your audio down, yeah. yeah it's not like you're like, from Project Humanoid! Like, well, I did get a little spittily on the... Spittily? Yeah, on the project card. Is that a word? Yes. And today I, I'm Jackson Wells. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you're also Death. Um, huh? Right. Left. Up. Left. Huh. <laughs> is this the Konami code? <laughs> Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start. So right before we started recording, we were talking about wrestling. I now have infinite ammo. We were talking about wrestling. And 30 lives. Wrestling. Wrestling. Mm-hmm. We were talking about wrestling right before we started recording. As uh, we often do. Because you're going to some uh, thing in Hamburg. The Legends of Hamburg. Yeah. The Hamburg Festival, Fieldhouse in, yes. in uh, Hamburg, PA. So it's right now it's usually used for like... Uh, roller derby yeah uh, i guess some wrestling events but it there was, will be a wrestling event that night but it was uh it was home to wwf hoping for something very special to happen that night what's that our buddy andy header is vying for the outbreak wrestling championship Ooh, to be the first time ever two-time champion nobody does it better that's true mm. so anyway yeah we're talking about that and uh and then if you're wondering well why are you telling us what you're talking about because we need a wrestling reference for every single fucking episode. <laughs> so you might as well get it in bright and early. Yeah. I think, I, I don't remember now, there might be something later that seems like a very, oh no, there's a very obvious political reference later, but I I don't think a... Uh, as as everybody knows... Or maybe wrestling too. And if you don't know, now you know, n- neighbor. Um, newcomer? <laughs> you, yeah, there you go. If you don't know, now you know, newcomer. That doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Uh... Neighbor, hey neighbor. Uh, I I like to um do wrestling. I don't know where I was going. I was going somewhere. I was saying something, and then we did that, and then I uh, okay. I don't even know. But yeah, so uh, July twenty fourth, four days after my birthday at the mm-hmm. Hamburg Fieldhouse. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will be hanging out with uh, the Tornado Tag Podcast people, mm. uh, the Camp Leapfrog people. Yeah. The uh, high tension wrestling people who are the can't believe frog people and the uh, hypertension wrestling people. No, oh no, no, that's not uh, what they're called. No, they're not. Oh. Uh, with the world, that's, that's our tag team. Yes, hypertension. Uh, with the world, that's because we're fat. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'll be hanging out with the world famous CB. Oh, cheeseburger. Uh, yes, formerly cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, head trainer down there at the uh, the wrestling school in Bristol. I think it was formerly the ROH Academy. I think it's just I forget what it's called now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy it, Hart's gonna be there. Okay, uh, a lot of people are gonna be there. Yep. Gary Michael Capetta. Gary Mi- Gary Michael Capetta will be there. Do it. No, you got to do it right. Oh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Oh, but you didn't do the wrestling. Wrestling yeah. fans. There you go. <laughs> if I met him, I'd have him say that. <laughs> I I, I, have, I would just have him call me wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're big enough to be two people each, yeah. so call us wrestling fans, please. Yeah. 
That's our tag team. Name. And he goes, well, there are two of you. I could just call you both fans. Like, look, we have to, we have to be mean to ourselves. Right. Yeah. We have to atone for our sins. Be like, oh, where are you guys from? Hypertension wrestling. <laughs> so, all right, we got the uh, the wrestling reference uh, out of the way. I just celebrated my forty first birthday. Yes. Yes. On, happy on birthday Sunday. to you. I thank you. I know you're listening. You're new to this show, not you. You're. you're yeah, been I've been here, here the been whole here. time. Uh, but but there's going to be somebody that's listening that's new. And they're going to go, wait a minute, you're 41, you sound so youthful, and you're handsome, and you look so young, and smell great, and I'm going to say, I know. I know all of this. They, this is not a video, nor a uh, olfactory podcast. That's fine. They can... Oh. They can... Uh, Which is good, because this room smells like garlic and Slim Jims right all now. All right, that's nobody's business. You're you're telling Oh, yeah, we're not, supposed to, we're not supposed to talk about the snack of the day on this show. That's right. That's wrong show. Other show. Wrong show. That's our other show, which is called Pedantic, with a P. Not yes. a but not pedantic. Not pedantic. No, it's pedantic. P o d a n t i c. We talk uh, all kinds of shit. We talk silly stuff. Uh, we talk uh, fucking. Oh, I don't know. We tell people to go shit in a hat. Yeah. We uh we, we talked about 1992. Yeah, 1992 was the last episode. Uh, there was, you know what's funny? <clears throat> Break down the fourth wall here. Anytime I do a show, I just rebuilt that goddamn wall. I know. Every week I got to rebuild uh, that wall. Yeah, I know. Trump would love you. I uh, actually build them. Uh, <laughs> every week I I do a show and then I go, nah, it was fucking awful. I sometimes I'll go, that was a lot of fun. And you'll go, yeah, that was fun. And it, it's happened like three times. <laughs> and we'll go out, that was really fun. Like we've really had a lot of fun doing that show. And then there I would say most of the time I go, that was f- the drizzling fucking shits. Yeah. I hated that. There's another wrestling reference because the only people that say the drizzling shits are wrestlers. Nobody's business. We could just yeah. say it and somebody could fucking... Yeah, if, if if I'm saying it's the drizzling shits and I'm talking about... They're going to guess that it's fucking a bad thing. Yes. We don't we don't need to sit here and give them definitions. This is not the show for that. Oh. That's pedantic. Oh, God. That's what we do in that show. Oh. We we give we give definitions. We usually have like a, a, a etymology of words and you have a little yeah. history. We do a little this, that. Uh, 1992 was the last show. Anyway, I always think that I'm I'm doing a bad job, and then I sit sometimes, and unlike you, I listen to the show. You can stomach the sound of your own voice. I cannot I, stomach I, mine. I, I pretend we're different people. Oh, okay. No, I do literally. All I sit right, there, I right. put it on, and I and I I pretend like, and dude, I laugh. I will sit there and I'll fucking laugh and I'll go, oh, wow, we're way better than I think that we are. Wow, these guys are funny. We should have them on the show. Yeah, we should get them on there. I, well, I said that. Uh, so our friends over at I, uh, IWEP Network, yeah, they were having some contest or something and it was like, you know, drop drop the name of, of the podcast you want to hear interviewed or something like that. And uh, I was like, I said something about like, yeah, we were... At, yeah, uh, you had the guys. I loved. I loved your interview with the guys from Murder My Dude. Next, you should get the guys from Pedantic or something like that. Yeah. I, I forget. I forget exactly what I said. Um, but that would be really fucking cool if you. That would be so much work if we interviewed ourselves. <laughs> if we just like scripted, yeah, like, like questions and then answered it and just like. Well, maybe I can interview Jackson Wells and you can interview BP Burke and that's yeah, all it'll work. So I don't know fucking, if that'll work. No. Mm-mm. I'm always Jackson Wells, though. No, you're not. That's a character. Sometimes you're just Jack. But I mean, I'm never. I'm always BP Burke, even off the show. I'm never not BP Burke. Mm. Yeah, that's your name, Brian yeah. Paddington. There's that Burke. other guy. That other guy was on a. Uh, other guy? That other Brian guy. Mm. He was on uh, the newest IWP show. He was on uh, Welcome Back. 
Okay. And uh, they just released that new episode today, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. That was recorded. But that wasn't me. That was that other Brian guy. Oh, you you don't go by B. I mean, he doesn't use. No, no, I don't know why I didn't do the BP Burke. I mean, well, I don't he, know why he, he didn't. they didn't do that guy didn't do the BP. Look, they. It's not exact. Yeah, they, that's his pronoun. That's his their pronoun. pronoun is they? Their pronoun is they. Right. I. Mine is Zer. Okay. Yeah. And Zim is Zim one of them? It's I, probably not. I think that's if you're an invader. Uh, right. Yeah. Is I know Zer and Zers are acceptable. Fucking silly. Silly shit. Um. All right. I'm coming around to they. I'm coming around to to that one. I'm an old guy. I'm 41 years old. Again, you're gonna go. Wow, really youthful. Yeah. Fountain of youth. This guy is Tuck Everlasting. I'm I'm uh 22 years old. You're so, not. You oh. are gonna be 38 on July 20th. That is true. Just like that other Brian guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, we have the same birthday. Same we br- sound very much alike. Same face. Same face. <laughs> yeah, we occupy the same, same body. <laughs> yeah. Same bedroom. Look, it's not Clark Kent and Superman. Right? <laughs> it's not. He did a real good job, though. Christopher Reed did, did a real good job as Superman. Like, he would hunch. Yeah. He would part his hair to the, to the George other Reeves side. didn't give a shit. No. <laughs> he no. was just like, hey, yeah, I have glasses. I'm, I have I'm glasses. Clark. Yeah, right. Oh, and, and I love that. You saw, you're shooting me. Like, it was always when I was a kid, they would always point out, notice how he gets shot. I just stands there and <laughs> yes. smiles, but then they throw a gun and he ducks. One time, I remember they had an episode, and this made me afraid of bees. And I know you're all about the bees right now. I've always been about the bees. Go through my uh, Instagram. Scroll back. You'll see it. And, I, I always post about the bees. And, Not always, but I've posted multiple times. Now I'm going to look as you, because you're trying to make it out that, that I, it's like a fucking. But no, you had just brought it up to me more. But yeah, you're all you're you're very much a save the bees person. They are a very important part of our ecosystem. And I remember there being an episode of that old George Reeves Superman. You got me hot now. Where, you don't have to get all hot about it. There was an episode of that George Reeves Superman where. They do the whole thing where they're shooting him, but the one bullet accident like connects a little bit and he's hurt. Like he's not like bleeding and they didn't show blood or anything back then. But he's hurt, and then you later found out it was like a kryptonite tipped bullet. So it actually did some damage to him. Hey, look, here's one. July twenty third, twenty twenty, save the bees. Yes, you like the bees, I know. I'm just saying if there if 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 you know it goes back even further. You're a friend of the bee. I am. The noble bee. The Killer Bees. Growing up all your life, your favorite radio station in Philadelphia was B101. I probably did listen to it. Oh, here's another Save the Bees from October 2019. Yes, you like Save the Bees. bees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite tag team, the, the Killer ki- Bees. I loved the Killer Bees as a kid. <laughs> but not when they went to the UWF and became mass I, confusion. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch that. It was literally their name. Yeah. Because they were the, the thing where they put on masks at the end, they were called Mask Confusion. Yeah. All right, so, so far we got 2019, 2020, 2021. So, I'm trying to find uh, if, if it goes back. I'm trying to see if I post at least once a year about, about <laughs> it's the It's your bee. annual bee post. Yeah. So later on, you you care about bees, but just once a year. <laughs> right. Later well, on. hey. It's like Christmas. It's like, no, bees it's, it's come like, but once a year. It's like 9-11. It's like anything else. Like, they, they only give a fuck about. Never forget, except the other 364 yeah. days of the year. Yeah, right? never, never, never forget. How come I don't hear you talking about. 9-11 uh, nine on 9-13. They, yeah. Notice how they fucking forget about it and they move on to something else? I only think of 9-11 on 9-11 at 9-11. Right. A.M. Twice. No, oh, just A.M. Just A.M.? P.M. I run on military time. Gotcha. The other one is, um, I can't do the math. Yeah. It's like, what it would be, 20... Who cares? 2011 hours? Who gives a shit? All right. So so go on with what you were going on. So, so yeah, Clark... Superman gets shot with the kryptonite tip bullet yeah. and it does some damage and then later 
he's talking to either Perry White or Jimmy Olsen or Lois Lane or somebody, and he keeps rubbing in his chest, and they're like, what's wrong? And he goes, ooh, bee sting. So I'm like, is getting stung by a bee like getting shot? Is it that bad? <laughs> I mm. guess, guess if you're allergic, it is. But yeah. And, and the thing is, I don't know if I'm allergic. I've never been stung by a bee. Ever. So I could be allergic and not even know it. I don't, don't they give you, like, shots and shit where they, as a kid... I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know how the fuck it works. I don't... Oh, yeah. I, I thought about that, too. I was like... I was like, yeah, you know, I'm all about... Sa- and I am about Save the Bees. But even if a fucking bee stung me, I... I would still be about the bees. You know right. what I mean? Like... But no, I'm just saying, that, that made me, like, unnaturally... Well, I'm also just a uh, a fearful person in general. Yeah. I'm like uh, Wade Duck in U.S. Acres on Garfield and Friends. Right. I'm afraid of my own shadow. But that made me especially afraid of bees. It's so weird that you're... Like, we're talking about bees and how, like, it's my annual post. I notice, if you go through my Instagram, mm-hmm. most things that I'm into, I will post about it, like, once a year. You go through phases. So, I, like, all right, what the, what is this... What's it say? It says Disney: The Adventures of Huck Finn. Two thumbs up, adventurous. Uh huh. And what? When did I post it? I can't see that. It's at the bottom. Uh, January sixteenth, twenty eighteen. Right. And it's funny because I was talking to somebody earlier about Cottage Core, and if you're not familiar with Cottage Core, it's it's an aesthetic that's like based off of like that old timey like. It's not a type of porn. It's not. Oh, okay. I, I had it all wrong. Yeah. I thought it was like uh like like early America porn. No. Oh. Like you uh, dress up in a bonnet. Well, I mean the people do slowly do take have, off your petticoat. It, it's more about like a slower life because with, with all the very slowly take off your petticoat. Mm-hmm. In the junction. Yes. Uh no, it, it it's it's basically I guess an um to go against like all the stimulation and everything that's happening right. today with with all these cultures. Look, if they don't want their fourteen hundred dollars, I'll take it. The fuck are you talking Not that about? stimulus? I didn't say stimulus. Stimulation. Stimulus, stimulation. Same thing. God. Now you could have went more porn with the stimulation. I should have, yeah. Reference. Look. When we break down the game tape later, well when you break down the game tape later, you can let me know I'm, that. I'm not going to. Oh. But but there there was something uh, God damn it, see this is what happened. You derail me. You don't let me finish a fucking thought. You're so you're very rude. I there was something I said the other day. What oh, it was on the other show. Oh, what the hell? You did, can say pedantic. The other show, the one we don't talk about on Murder My Dude. I know what I could say. The mother show. I'm not worried about that. They already know what the fucking other show is. It's it's about what we were saying. Oh, mother suck a bird. What the fuck? What did you say? You kept saying something, and then it was like I go fucker. I should have said this. <laughs> And I'm like, damn it, missed opportunity. All I know is I'm keeping Mother Suckerbird in my uh, vocabulary from here on in. Mother Suckerbird. That's a new t-shirt. Is going on a t- it's Mother Suckerbird. Is there a comma there? Is it Mother Suckerbird or is it I Mother? It, I, like it, I like it as all one word. Mother Suckerbird. Mother Suckerbird? Yeah. Well, that's how it was said, so. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it, people are going to yell at it at our live shows like Freebird. It's gonna be right. mother, mother sucker bird. Yeah, I love it, dude. Let's do it. Let's do live shows. Yeah, let's get this fucking show on the road. <laughs> let's. Uh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna. We're gonna fucking look handsome. But anyway, going back to the to the aesthetic, I really do You're like asking it. For a lot, can now. I? Let me just finish. Sure. So we can get on with the show. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, 
cottagecore is this aesthetic where people are like dressing in these flowy dresses and it's about flowers and baking and uh, adapting to like a slower type of uh, living, but it's not exactly minimalism. Um, if you think like Tom Sawyer, Anne of Green Gables, Little House on a Prairie, things like that. Um, and it's big on TikTok, you know, big on Instagram. Uh, you can find, you know, you'll find videos on YouTube, but then you're going to start saying like how cottagecore is racist. And then you go, Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, how, how's a, how's a fucking shirt racist? Unless it has a swastika on it. Or I hate Peruvians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a shirt coming to projecthumanoid.com. We love Peruvians. Right. We, do we? Do we really? I don't love all Peruvians. Oh. I don't love all anybody. Hey, listen to me. We treat Peruvians just like any other nationality. Do we, though? Don't have a problem with Peruvians. Yeah. Then why do you have a big dartboard that says fuck Peruvians on it? He looked! He literally, you turned your head! As if you really have a dartboard. I, I put it away. You don't even have... Actually, we do have a dartboard downstairs. It doesn't say fuck it Peruvians. It doesn't say fuck Peruvians. I, we don't know how to spell Peruvian. Yeah, how do you... P-E-R-U-V-I-N. Oh. I know how to spell it. I don't. Now, now you're just making fun of me, though. You're making fun of Peruvians. I didn't my, make... My, my, you show me... My dear, dear Peruvians. Show me on a doll where I... I don't have a doll. Where I don't I have a Peruvian doll. Made fun of Peruvians. I didn't make fun of Peruvians at all. I said it was you don't like them. That's not making. Fun I love of them. Peruvians. No, you don't. Have you ever been to Peru? No. Have you ever? Perused? I have. I was born in Lima, though. I was, was born Lima. in Lima, Lima, Pennsylvania. L I M A. It was Lima. Wasn't I was it? born in Lima. Wait so yes, I love Peruvians. It's Lima. Lima. Is it Lima? No, it's Lima. Fuck. Where's Lima is in Peru. Lima is, I believe, the capital of Peru. But then Lima is in Ohio. And, and also, also in Pennsylvania. And also Pennsylvania. And also a bean. Yes. Were they Lima beans? Probably. Hmm. It's the same word. Do you it's like, like Bogota, you... Colombia, and Bogota, New Jersey. That was a fucking argument. Yes, it was. That was an argument <laughs> between people we lived with. Mm -hmm. She's Dominican. And he's uh, he was Irish. From New Jersey. Yeah. From New Jersey. Yeah, he wasn't really Irish. Who knows what he was? They said his Irish, but his fucking name wasn't Irish. Anyway, they uh, they were saying, I, I guess they were going somewhere, and she goes, we're going to Bogota. And he goes, where? It's, it's fucking Bogota. <laughs> and she's like, it's Bogota. And he was like, it's fucking Bogota. The name of it is Bogota. Right. And, and it's, Colombian's Bogota. It's Bogota. Right. It's like, it's like if you're in New York and you say Houston. It's right. fine, but it's fucking Houston. Right. If you're in Philly, you could say, which street do you live on? I live on Greenwich Street. Anywhere mm -hmm. else, it would be Greenwich. Right. If you're in New York, it's Albany. If you're in Georgia, it's Albany. But I've heard Albany. Have you? Yeah, I've heard people say Albany for that. So that's a weird but one. If you're in the United States, it's leisure. If you're in England, Lazurier. it's Lazurier. <laughs> Lazurier. If you're If you're in normal parts of, of America or anywhere, it's um it's huge if you're in jersey or new york it's huge right or my mom right my mom also says huge. like if you're anywhere but where we are right now it's slippery up yeah. here it's slippy slippy yeah. <laughs> so yeah there's there's differences Colloquialisms. colloquialisms yeah 
And uh, if you have any differences you'd like to talk about, that's a good thing for Pedantic. But if you want to give us feedback on this show, yeah. uh, you, you can always reach out to us. You can reach out to us by on social mail. media. By snail mail, by pigeon, carrier pigeon. Uh, email is probably better. Really? Yeah, I'm not giving the address. Okay. Yeah. Like, what about what about like uh, what what if what if somebody just really wants to send us a letter with like one of I, those wax seals? I will get a PO box. Um, okay. The uh, but no, if you want to email us, it yeah. is murdermydudeatgmail.com. We are also at Murder My Dude on Twitter, at yeah. Murder My Dude on Instagram, yes, we are. at Podcast My Dude what? on Facebook. But if you look up Murder My Dude, you'll find you us. You'll find us. And you can find our merch and a lot more about us and all those links and things on ProjectHumanoid.com. Yes. Yeah, I just want to go through all the little plug things we do there. Yep. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Now, we move on from that to a little segment we like to call... This week, murder! Segway. Former deli manager admits to helping boss kill former employee. In late October 2019, 22-year-old... Elizabeth. Elizabeth... Lamont. Lamont. Now, here's why he paused. Because it's it's spelled... <laughs> spelt? Spelt. I almost say spelt. Say? I almost... I Words. Ooh. Flames. They're hard. Flames. It's spelled... A L L. That's all. Stay lifted. That's all. It's spelled A L L Y Z I B E T H. Stop. Stupid. Not a name. Stupid. Not a name. Don't ever do that again. Ally Zibeth. Mm -hmm. Ally Zibeth Lamont. <laughs> Allie. 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 Allie Zibeth. All I know is when I say her name, a frog appears. Right. It's just fucking Elizabeth. Uh, she was a disgruntled ex-employee of... We're making fun of the dead person here. We shouldn't do that, but whatever. We're making fun no, of her name. We're making, making fun of her dead. name, not the fact that she's dead. Uh, yeah. She was a disgruntled ex-employee of the local Nine Deli in Johnstown, New York. I, I like that name. And in late October 2019, she was reported missing. Okay. Three days later, her body was found in nearby Malta, New York, mm. having been buried in a shallow grave in marshland just off a country road. Her Take me home. You are home. Her body had been covered in soil, branches, and fertilizer, the perpetrators believing that the fertilizer would help speed up the decomposition process. They should have just got lie. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't lying. No, uh, I, neither are they. Yeah, they should have been. Yeah. Uh, Lamont's cause of death was declared blunt force trauma. You big dummy. Shortly after, two shortly after, two arrests were made. That comma means I should have paused there. Right. Shortly, after, shortly after, two arrests were made. Yeah. That of Giorgios Cacavellos, 51. <laughs> Grow up. You're 41 years old. You're giggling at Cacavellos. <laughs> no, I was laughing at Giorgios. Oh, okay. That's, that, that I understand. Uh, the there's a, there's a Crystalia bit where he's, he's on stage. And he goes... Uh, you can't talk about Crystalia. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm striking him from the show. He's canceled. No, yeah, okay. Good that luck. means no one can ever speak of him ever again. Oh. Uh, he's been canceled. Yeah. Go ahead. I like Crystalia. Um, he, he's he got this bit. It's really fucking funny. Where he's uh, he, he he's talking to this guy. He's like, what's your name? And the dude says his name. It's like a Greek name. And he's like, Jesus Christ. Like, And he's talking about like how like you can't have a fucking sexy name like that, you know? <laughs> and then he's like... Uh, and he's like, who who has the sexiest name out of out of this group? And then one dude's hand goes up, and he, he goes, like, what the fuck? Like that hand went up like really fast. He's like, it better be fucking. And then that dude says a name, and he, and and it's like it is like 
10 times sexier than the other guy's name. Right. It's like one of those names. And when I think of Giorgio's, it just reminded me of that. That's literally why I was fucking giggling. <laughs> it's a really, really funny fucking bit. So you think you think the name Giorgio's is sexy? I just think the name, yeah, because if you tell a girl, like, what's your name? Giorgio's. Okay. It's like like Fabio or something. You know what okay. I mean? Like, it's a, it's a sexy name. Women love that shit. They love that, like, Mediterranean mm-hmm. fucking, they love Mediterranean men, names. Yeah, it's, yeah, Giorgio's. Now, if it's Georgie. <laughs> it's yeah it, no it, it's his name's probably fucking george yeah <laughs> yeah your name's georgie cock and balls yeah all right, uh, right there we go georgios cockavellos 51 the owner of local nine and speaking of sexy names james duffy 34 the deli's manager tell me uh they are both arrested and accused of beating lamont to death with a blunt object most likely a baseball bat it took two of them apparently Cacavellos was charged with first and second degree murder, secondary conspiracy, two counts of concealment of a human corpse, and six counts of tampering with physical evidence. Jeez. Duffy was charged with one count each. Littering? First and second degree murder. Oh. Well, dumping fertilizer without a license, maybe. Uh, second degree conspiracy, two counts of concealment of a human corpse, and four counts of tampering with physical evidence. Cacavellos pleaded not guilty. Duffy agreed to plead guilty to a second-degree murder charge in order to have the other counts drop. So Smart. he flipped on his boss. Smart. Uh, Smart. uh being the uh, the one that's kind of facing the most danger here, the most penalty. Yeah. Uh, according to Duffy's plea, he and Cacavellos planned out Lamont's murder over three days because Lamont was still owed money from her time working at the deli mm. and had been causing problems with the Board of Health and the Board of Labor. Uh, Cacavellos bought fertilizers, work gloves, pants, and a sweatshirt to throw away, duct tape, a plastic drop cloth, towels, and bleach. Yeah, if you're buying those things, that's suspicious. <laughs> you should go on a list. We should do that. Well, I may have to buy a lot of these things because of my sewer line, but not the fertilizers, maybe. We should, we should do that. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have lie? We should do that. Lie, duct tape. Yeah. A rope. A chainsaw. A cha- yeah. Lots of uh, paper. Yeah. Uh, different layers. <laughs> For color contractor bags right yeah do you remember we tried to stuff our friend in contractor bags one time no yeah wait joe no who barb (laughs) should have brought that up it was a woman (laughs) because we was for the we had a we had a script where that was a thing where like somebody would be taken into contractor bags for a movie yeah and we're like can we practice just to see if it works she's like yeah sure so we put one over her picked her up and like put her in the other one <laughs> she was fucking she barb was um we're speaking of her like she died uh yeah. she's, she's very much alive let me, let me tell you dude she was fucking very pretty and would just go along with any silly shit we fucking <laughs> wanted to do. Stuff. It was the dumbest shit, and she would go along with it. I remember one time, it was me, her, you might remember this, me, her, and this girl, Jen, Jen, Jen. Yeah. Uh, and Jen was, like, another one that came over, did it. We, we did have some, when we lived in Jersey, we had some people that were, like, loyal to us. Right. And would come over and do anything. Any stupid idea we threw up them, they were like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Yeah, I have nothing else to do. And we were sitting around one time. Now, there... I like to talk. You know this. Everybody knows. If you listen to the show, if you're new to the show, I fucking go on tangents. I'll, I'll, I will derail the fucking shit for like an hour and then try to figure out where how to get back to where we were. Um, but we were sitting there. We, we would we would be there all fucking day long filming shit. But most of it was me talking and we would just sit there and, and fucking hang out because I like hanging out. A lot of them were fun. 
And the one time, so for our lights to hang up things, we had these clamps. Do you remember the? Yes, I do. The green. The green. Yeah. Pan, yes, I know where this is going. And I was putting it on my balls, <laughs> and the girls were putting them on their nipples. <laughs> And I think well, one we of had them, smaller clamps too. Yeah, yeah, we had the smaller ones. And I think one of them put it put it on her, her like, yes, her lips. Yes, yes. Was it? Yep. Was it her? It was. It was, yep. it was Barb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm talking out of school now. Uh, I believe it was. If I'm we not were just mistaken. Saying, I didn't. It's not like I saw her vagina, right. or anything. But through clothing, we through should. Clothes. All of this was done through clothing. We should mention. I think it was under the clothes. I think I think because I know that I put the clamp on my balls uh, okay. under like under my I, shorts. I believe the the women did it through clothing. It, it was fucking. It was re- very. We just did silly shit. Very silly shit. All right. And, so, Cacavellos' um, defense team has pointed the blame on Duffy, claiming Cacavellos walked in on him murdering Lamont. Uh, they've also keyed in on Duffy's admission that he had been abusing alcohol and crack around the time of the murder. Pretty big inclusion. Quote. Mr. Cacavellos walked in on a bloody, just terrible scene, and Duffy threatened him and his family if he didn't help get rid of the body, Kevin O'Brien, Cacavellos' attorney, told the press. Quote, like a child, Duffy caved and tried to bring somebody else into it. If the government wants to use a drunk crackhead as their primary witness, that's fine by me. Tell us how you really feel, Kevin O'Brien. Wow. These Irish are not sticking together. Mm. Next one. Robert Durst, diagnosed with bladder cancer. Legal team asks for, uh, what's that word? Indefinite. I can't, I can't read that. Is that say indefinite? Indefinitely. Dude, I didn't bring my glasses. Uh, legal team asks for indefinite, indefinite postponement of murder trial. New York real estate magnet. I'm going to sit here and stare at the word indefinite and yeah. go, why did that not look like indefinite to me? <laughs> well, it's almost off the page now. New York real estate magnet. Hey, we haven't talked about one of those in a while. Robert Durst. Actually, I, I, I mentioned his name earlier. Oh, man. Uh, Robert Durst's murder trial was set to pick up after a year-long delay due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But now, Durst's legal team is asking for it to be indefinitely postponed due to Durst 78. Trying being... to break stuff? No, not that Durst. Uh-huh. Being... Is he 78? He the other it. Durst? He looks it. Oh, boy. Uh, being diagnosed with bladder cancer. Durst's story... One that's long, long overdue for the real full-fledged murder my dude treatment. I think in the next couple of episodes, we're going to do Robert Durst. Oh, okay. Um, is um, that over his life, he has been questioned and suspected by some in three suspicious deaths, possibly more. Uh, Kathleen Kathy McCormick Durst. Uh, Kathy was I think nickname. in order to, to qualify to be on our show, you need to have at least 17 murders. Oh, then we've done people have had way fewer than those. All right, five. Fewer than those. We've had people who killed one person. That's ah, boring. Let's not. We, do we that had a whole episode about people who were proven innocent. That's different. Um, that's different. At least, at least that's. Uh, but if you're just killing one person, come on, man. Depends on how. It, well, the person we're talking about today only killed one person. Okay. That we know of. Uh, but Kathy McCormick Durst married Robert on his thirtieth birthday, April twelfth, nineteen seventy-three. In nineteen eighty-two, when their marriage was crumbling and she was uh, believed to have been asking for a quarter million dollar divorce settlement. Kathy disappeared, never to be found. Durst was granted a divorce eight years later, and Kathy was finally declared legally dead in 2017. In 2019, a wrongful death lawsuit against Durst by Carol Bamonte, Kathy's sister, was dismissed because of how long Bamonte had waited to file it. In 2000, Durst's longtime friend Susan Berman, the daughter of suspected gangster David Berman, was found shot dead in her home on December 24th, 
after neighbors noticed her fox terriers running loose around uh, the neighborhood, and Beverly Hills police were given a handwritten note with her address and the word cadaver. I'm looking at the name Bamante, and I'm like, if this is South Philly, it would be like Bamani. Bamani, yeah. What's the, what was his name? I believe Bamante, Robert Durst. No, the the, the first name of the uh, Bamante. Uh, no, her name, yeah, Carol Bamante. Carol, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. what, what would it be in South Philly? Be, Carol Bamani. Yo, where's Carol Bamani? Did you see Carol Bamani? She's tied up with the mafia. Oh, no, no, she wasn't. That was, uh, that was the other one. Uh, Berman had long publicly was Berman. Uh, Berman had long publicly boosted Durst's side of the story and his innocence regarding Kathy's death, and some suspected he killed Berman to keep her from speaking to police about the case. Durst himself had even admitted in deposition that Berman told him the LAP, LAPD wanted to talk to her about Kathy's death shortly before her own murder. Durst actually faced trial in the October 2001 murder of a neighbor, Morris Black but was acquitted after pleading self-defense. Have you heard the name Durst before Fred Durst? Um, I don't think so. Hmm. No, I think Fred Durst was the first time. I think, is Durst like a Shakespearean word or? I, I have no, no idea. No, I heard of like, no, I think it was Fred Durst and then Robert Durst. It's the only Durst I know of. There was a Tim Donst. It was a wrestler. I saw him wrestle uh, a few Donst. weekends ago. I know that name. He, yeah, he was a Chicago. Was he in Chicago? Okay, yes, yeah, he yeah. was. Uh, Durst's story was flung into the mainstream with a six-part HBO series called The Jinx, The Life and Deaths of Robert Durst. Most famously, that series ended with a still-miked-up Robert Durst going to the bathroom, and I guess he forgot he had still had a hot mic on him. Yeah. And he's in the bathroom, and he's just muttering to himself, and he, uh, he says, what the hell did I do? Killed them all, of course. The day before that episode aired, Durst was arrested in New Orleans by the FBI and charged with Susan Berman's murder. The trial his legal team is now seeking to indefinitely delay due to his terminal illness. So, uh, so yeah, he's um, not doing well. And, th- and that'll happen sometimes. They'll just be like, look, the guy's dying. Uh, can we just dr- get rid of this case? Like, uh, Jimmy Snuka, the wrestler. That was something very famous. He finally, after, what, 30 plus years, was going on we, trial for that death of uh, Nancy Argentino. We have d- uh, d- differing opinions. And I think that, like... All right, look, real quick, I'm going to kind of get a little... Um, did, did you finish this? Finish this yeah, story? that story's oh, done, Okay. Yeah. Real quick, I'm going to get a little uh, political here. Um, we're both very left-leaning. You're, you're more left than I am. Yes. Uh, but I think that you go too far, uh, and I think a lot of people on the left go too far. Because it's that... Oh, I don't I, even buy right guard deodorant. I... Um, I, I bring this up a lot, that there's a lot of overcorrecting. It's it's there's too... It's just too much. Um... With the Jimmy, let's just take Jimmy Snuka. Mm-hmm. I would never have arrested that guy. Just we talked about this with the Nazis before. Like if you found out that there was like a guy who was like ninety nine years old and he's sitting on his porch, and you found out he was a Nazi, do you go and, and arrest that guy? And the answer should be no, because that guy is not fucking harming anybody. What if you're like, what if you're just like, yeah, I know I killed somebody last week, but look, I, I got, I'm never going to do it again. Like it was that's, just this one isolated thing. That's that's so different from that being uh, something. Yeah, it is where, different. Where you were forced to do something, right? Well, Jimmy Snooker wasn't forced to kill, but him. he he wasn't. But he was also old and dying. And what the fuck is he going to do? Like, well, I mean, that's literally why they didn't move forward with the trial. Exactly, and and I and I agree with that. Where so many people would disagree with that. 
They're like, no, arrest them anyway. Like, it's just so fucking weird and phony. Like, what do you give a shit? It's not your fucking... I understand if it's the family. Well, I mean, the justice system is supposed to be impersonal because of that. Because, and if that's the case, nobody would ever prosecute a crime except for something that happened to their own family. Sure. But I would never fucking care too much about something like that. Like Jimmy Snuka, if he's dying. Now, if if, if Jimmy Snuka is 70 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And he's in fucking good health. Right. Fucking arrest him. Well, they should have arrested him in the 80s. Uh, no, no and, and you're yeah. right. And you're absolutely right. Yeah, he should have been arrested when it happened. Most likely, I'm, I'm going to go. We're going to get sued here. We're going to speculate. Jackson Wells is going to speculate. Uh, my real name is Brian. No, it's not. Paddington? That is not your name. <laughs> that is uh, my name. Uh, let's just say this. I'll just say it this way, then. I, I think that somebody that he knew that had a lot of money helped cover it up. Could be. That's what I think. Look, I think if he wasn't a famous guy with very powerful friends, there's no chance in hell he would have gotten off. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he would have been up against a machine too strong. Yeah. But anyway. What about, what about pretty politicians? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well they, they weren't very good at being politicians, that family. Right. Yeah. They got into the cabinet later, but yeah. ran for Senate didn't go so well. That's because their souls are corrupt. <laughs> All right. Puppets. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find our place in line on this show. Right. And take a quick break. I forgot the rest of the lyrics. Ever hear someone say something wrong and you get these sudden, uncontrollable urge to correct them? No? Just us? Of course you have! And if you want to listen to something fun, funny, and guaranteed to make you sound smarter than your dumb friends, check out Project Humanoid's Pedantic. From one know-it-all to another, you'll thank us later. All right, so let's set the scene here. Uh, we're going uh, back we're in back in yeah, we're going back to the 1800s. Uh, we're not. LM LM Montgomery, she oh, excuse me, she wrote Anne of Green Gables and no. uh, and Wait. this is about this story is about her and Al Gore. It is not. It's about there is an Al Gore. They're Alan Gore. It's an allegory. Uh, the, the story is very gory, and I don't think maybe maybe it's not an allegory, but it's very gory. There are people named Gore, including a guy named Alan Gore. And it, it gets gory, and then there's a gory toe. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Did you read this? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I watched a video. Oh, okay. Yeah, there is a very gory toe. Yeah, I know. All right. All right. Good. So June 13th, 1980, which happened to be a Friday the 13th. Was it, though? I believe it was. You are but a few weeks old here, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I am not even thought of. I don't believe my parents have even met at this point. Uh, so Wiley, Texas was at the time a small suburb of Dallas. It has since seen explosive growth like most of that area. Uh, Dallas in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area is huge. And it was a tight-knit community. And locally, it was known as Wide Awake Wiley because unlike most very small towns, stores in Wiley, even as early as... Uh, even as early as the 1940s and 1950s would stay open late, like until about midnight because a railroad would pass through and like people would come off the trains and they would come out and spend money. So they would keep their stores open late. And Alan Gore, uh, Alan Gore lives in Wiley, but he's away on business on June 13th, 1980. And he was growing concerned that, did you find out if it was a Friday the 13th or not yet? 
No. Oh. No, um, uh, uh, no, sorry. It was. Tate Tate sent uh, a thing she did for the town she lives in. Oh, I know yeah. that town. Oh, you The did? company I work for has a uh, an institution in that town. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Alan Gore, who was away on business, was growing concerned that calls to home to his wife, Betty, were going unanswered. The couple had a newborn daughter, Bethany, uh, their second, and though it wasn't really a known term at the time... Betty was likely suffering from what we now know to be postpartum depression. Bethany Betty Gore also dealt with standard depression and hypochondria, maybe a dash of paranoia. She she wasn't well. She was uh she struggled with uh, mental illness. We'll we'll put it that way. She seemed to be a bit of an enigma too as she had two children of her own and had been a foster parent before that. But despite that, she didn't seem to have a natural knack for being around children or to even really like it that much. In fact, her foster parent days ended when she sent a boy back to the state for misbehavior. Betty was also a third, or I'm sorry, a fifth grade teacher by trade, but she had a reputation at school for being overly strict, and sometimes the Gores had trouble socializing because Betty could be a tad humorless as well. Uh, she was very uh, stodgy, very like uh, proper, like she didn't like off-color jokes, things like that. Uh, so to help ease the burden on Betty, and because they were all going to see The Empire Strikes Back the next day, the couple's oldest daughter, Elisa Gore, was staying overnight with Candy Montgomery, a family friend and the mother of Elisa's best friend, Jenny. Uh, growing more and more concerned about the lack of communication, Alan Gore recruited a group of neighbors led by a friend named Richard Parker to enter the Gore house to see what was going on. The first thing the search party heard were the wails of Bethany, the Gore's infant daughter, who was stuck in her crib, laying in her own filth. Uh, soon the team found something they, would, they wouldn't soon forget. In the tiny storage room, now covered in blood, Betty Gore had been brutally murdered with an axe, which had been left just a few feet from her head. The right side of her face had been mangled beyond recognition. Uh, her right eye was just, I guess, hacked up so much that you couldn't even tell where it was. And her right arm was nearly severed. An analysis of Betty's wounds showed that she was hit with the axe 41 times in all. Like fucking uh, Lizzie Borden. Uh, yeah, Lizzie Borden had an actually get her, yeah, her mother, right? Yeah. Got 41. The father got 40. Yeah, but I don't think, I think that they. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't get, yeah, this one really was 41 blows with the axe. Crazy that they fucking count it. What, what, if, what, if, what if there were more, but she just hit the same spot? Multiple yeah, times? Yeah, I guess it could have. Yeah, yeah. So she just fucking goes crazy. Yes. And so all but one of those strikes was delivered while Betty's heart was still beating. Because they could tell like how much blood left the wound. So yeah. she was still alive for most of these hits, except for that last one. Mm. Getting a secondhand account of the crime scene from a startled neighbor. By, by the way, though, mm -hmm. with your adrenaline and shit. And everything is happening when you're getting hit with that. It probably just feels like you're getting punched. Yeah, there's there was somebody that got stabbed in the head, mm -hmm. and they walked to the hospital, and they went to the hospital with the knife in their head, but they didn't know that they got stabbed. Yeah, they thought that they they thought that somebody just like punched them right in the head or something like that. I, Some, I think that that's how the story went. Something very similar happened in the town where we grew up, Collingdale. Yeah, somebody was walking somewhere, and they walked like eight or nine blocks, and then somebody like told them they had a knife sticking out of them. I remember that. Yeah. Fucking crazy. And um, I mean, I, I, they knew what had happened, but just recently, one town away from us here, just I think yesterday or the day before. That person drove, by the way. They drove. Themselves. Oh, they drove. Yeah. Uh, they were in their car. They got shot allegedly by their husband. 
I yeah, there was there was a an argument between the two, and he. I guess she tried. She tried to. I don't think she was in the car. Okay. I think that they were maybe in the house, and she tried to leave, and he wouldn't let her leave. Okay. And uh, so he shot her, and then she left anyway. Yeah. She got a car. That'll and, show him. And then drove, I guess, to the hospital. But then they medevaced. She up. drove to the uh, police. police station, police city station, hall, I yeah. believe, Borough Hall, whatever. Why don't you go be. to the fucking hospital first? Yeah, there are hospitals close by. I guess the the, the police station's closer from that town. There's no hospital in that town. But you got shot. Yeah. Police can't fucking fix you. Yeah, that's true. That's just so weird to me. That that would not, police station is not the first fucking place right. I would go. But anyway, yeah. um, that's here than that. That's there. It's there. And uh, Port Carbon. Yes. So Port Carbon, Pennsylvania. Alan Gore was getting a secondhand account of the crime scene from his neighbors, and he thought his wife had killed herself. Like he didn't know, like she'd been like brutalized so badly, right. and. He knew about his wife's mental state, and he knew she hated when he would take these business trips, and he knew he was she was struggling with uh, with a new baby. So he thought she she killed herself. He didn't learn the truth until he returned to Texas and found the small town of Wiley concerned that there was a crazed axe murderer in their midst. And Candid, Candy Montgomery, uh, whom Alan called in, as a shoulder to cry on after learning of his wife's death, drew the attention of police after openly admitting that she was the last person to see Betty alive. Right. But police couldn't really wrap their heads around the idea of this petite 29-year-old housewife possibly committing a murder so brutal. Right. Uh, Candy Montgomery, formerly Candy Wheeler, was definitely more of a people person than Betty Gore. She was well-liked by members of of her church, including, for a time, the Gores. She seemed to have that ideal life. Her husband, Pat Montgomery, was a well-paid engineer working for Texas Instruments. Mm. Uh, he made $70,000 a year, which in 1980 money is about a quarter million dollars now. Uh, they had two children of their own. But as it emerged, it wasn't enough for her. While being questioned by detectives, Alan Gore admitted that he and Candy had engaged in an affair that had just ended a few months before this killing, before, uh, before Betty Gore wound up dead. That was an inconvenient truth for him to like tell that. Not that Al Gore. Hmm. Not that Al Gore. This Al Gore was a... Uh, I don't know what he did at this time. He met Betty. She was uh, She was in college. She, she was a, a fifth grade teacher. Right. And in one of her college math classes, he was like the teacher's assistant, like the, uh, the student assistant, graduate assistant. I forget what they call them. Right. Uh, so that's where they met. But yeah, he was not, not the former vice president of okay. the United States. Al- Albert Gore is that guy's name. Oh. This is Alan Gore. So this guy, he, so nobody was killed because of global warming? No. Or, okay. He didn't feel so much remorse for this that he uh, inspired him to invent the internet. Right. Um, All right. None of or, those or things. Or put, put like a, a warning label? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he didn't have any elections stolen from him. There were no hanging chads. Uh, none of that. All right. So, Candy Montgomery had been growing tired of her home life. Yeah in the late seventies and decided that she was going to look for something or more accurately, someone to spice up her love life. So basically what you're saying is she was a woman. She was an, a woman who, uh, got bored and wanted to cheat. Like yes. women, like all women do every single one of them. Well, prove, prove to me that they don't. I, I don't know. I'll like, I'll go talk to every single woman. All right. Alan Gore. Yeah. Didn't seem to fit the bill of the Lothario Paramour. The Jose Lothario Paramour. 
he was uh, well, he was going bald like Jose like Lothario. Yeah. He wasn't in the best shape. Like Jose Lothario. All right, maybe he was the Jose Lothario paramour. Yeah. And he was in Texas. Yeah. Uh, even beyond that, Is he Haley Williams. No, not that paramour. All right. Uh, paramour, the French word. Uh, even beyond that, mm-hmm. Alan Gore probably wasn't going to be confused for a movie star, even before he lost his hair and and got the little bit of a belly on him. Uh, the unlikely coupling, though, kicked off in a seemingly innocuous setting. A friendly church volleyball game. By the way, Jose Lothario, wrestling guy. Yeah. Just, just to get that out there. Yeah. And, and Haley Williams is the lead singer for Paramore. Yes, she is. Yeah, so. They're, uh, they are the references that we're making. You're making. Yeah, well, you told yeah, me to. I did. So. The unlikely coupling kicked off in a seemingly innocuous setting. A friendly church volleyball game. Candy and Alan were on the same team and bumped into one another while running for the ball. And Candy recalled uh, later thinking that Alan, quote, smelled sexy. All right. Got those pheromones going. He worked up a little bit of a sweat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alan Gore. He smells. He smells sexy. sexy. Yeah. Uh, And she quickly zeroed in on him as a possible romantic partner, eventually confessing her attraction to Alan after a choir practice session shortly after. Alan, however wasn't quick to warm to the idea. While he was left wanting more from his home life as well, uh, Betty's issues with hypochondria and her depression would make her difficult to deal with at times. He wasn't happy with their sex life either. All that being said, he, he was still like, when he was first approached with her, he's like, no, I'm married, I love my wife, I don't want to betray her. Uh, not wanting to take no for an answer. Well, I mean, that's, you know, he's just being truthful. There's truth to power there yeah uh not wanting to take no for an answer though candy took it upon herself to try to sell alan on the idea of uh them having a uh, extramarital relationship and so she uh went so far as to draw up like a literally draw up a pro and con list to show him the benefits of the affair and the risks of the affair and why he should have the affair Mm. like she's trying to sell like like she's like a car sales like what do I have to say to get you inside this car? <laughs> yeah. And by car, I mean my, 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 my neither region. Evidence of Love, a book on the case written by John Bloom and Jim Atkinson, called their affair, quote, the most meticulously planned love affair in the history of romance. Did you just call your nether region your neither region? <laughs> nether. Nether. Region. That sounds like yeah, something if you're like gender fluid or well, something. It's my neither region. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm pretty much asexual, so it is my neither region. Um, hey, yeah, hey, dude, whatever you gotta do. Right? I, I I'm I'm friends with a girl who's very asexual. She just likes to read books every every day. There's nothing wrong with books. No, but just that's all she does is read books. You know, good thing she'll never listen to this because all she does is read books. <laughs> now the thing if we is, ever put this podcast out in a book, you're fucked. Right now she'll le- she'll she'll go. Oh, you're talking about me on your fucking podcast, so that's gonna happen. <laughs> so whatever. She's very nice. He's go, oh, go fuck. Oh, wait, you won't. Because she's asexual. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, that was called the most meticulously planned love affair in the history of romance. And it included specific plans for scenarios like the one their spouses, uh, like their spouses finding out, uh, then being spotted out and about by a fellow churchgoer. Like, what would we do if this happens? So they're planning for contingencies. Like, they're really just breaking this down. And, and they come up with rules. Uh, The first rule was no falling in love. Um, Either one of them could call it off at any time, no questions asked. They would meet on weekdays only, no weekends, uh, usually only once every two weeks. 
They'd split whatever expenses there were of traveling and booking hotel rooms because they would drive way out of town and book hotel rooms on uh, Alan's lunch breaks. The rules began to bend, and Candy would even make Alan lunch, like, just so they'd have more time for, you know, fucking, uh, to put it bluntly. They, uh, Candy would make Alan lunch. The rules began to bend as the affair progressed. Candy would sometimes tell Alan she loved him. Uh, they did a largely lose suspicion over the next seven months. But what really complicated things is that, you know, Alan's having this affair with Candy, but he's also still, you know, taking care of business at home, too. And um, Betty Gore got pregnant again with their second daughter, Bethany. And Candy, even while they're having this affair, threw Betty a baby shower. Well, she just wanted to stay close to her. Yeah. I get it. Uh, but things came to an end soon after. Uh, so shortly after Bethany was born, Alan accepted a new job, one that did require excessive travel. Betty hated when Alan was out of town, and she doubled down her efforts to keep tabs on him while he while he was in Wiley. And Betty had her suspicions that something was going on. Uh, she started to notice that Alan was getting less interested in her romantically, and shortly after Bethany's birth, uh, he had turned down sex because he had met with, he didn't say this, but he had met with Candy earlier that day, so he was already kind of spent. Alan also started to feel guilty, especially when an already struggling Betty had to care for a newborn. And in uh, summer, fall of 1979, uh, late 1979, actually, Alan made the decision to just call things off with Candy and end the affair. The Gores sought marriage counseling afterward through their church, which helped accelerate things a bit. Um, but Betty's psyche had been shattered, and she never was really the same. She never really trusted Alan again, and maybe she shouldn't have, it seems. Uh, so after the affair revelation, Candy was arrested, getting back to uh, June of 1980. Uh, so after Candy admits that she had an affair, or Alan, actually, Alan said that they had an affair, Candy was soon arrested. Uh, but she was markedly more popular in town than Betty Gore, even though she likely killed Betty Gore. Uh, most of her church congregation wound up supporting her during her trial. And that included um, people with links to Don Crowder, who was a very talented lawyer with ties to the church. He agreed to represent Candy during the trial. And again, the, the are there any Crowders that are fucking decent people? Like Trey, isn't there a Trey Crowder? I don't know. I, the only Crowder I know that isn't Is Don, louder, louder with Don or what's his name? Steven? Yeah. Uh, I, there was a Jameson Crowder who was a football player. He could be a decent I, guy. I think I there's a Trey Crowder something oh, like that. No idea. But Don Crowder was a very talented lawyer with ties to the church. Uh, he agreed to represent Candy during the trial, and he arranged for her to visit. Yeah, real quick. I'm sorry. Trey Crowder, is uh, he's a comedian. He's the liberal redneck. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I've heard of the liberal redneck. Yeah. Uh, and And Don Crowder, not a liberal redneck, a lawyer. Uh, he arranged, maybe it was a liberal redneck, I don't know. Uh, he arranged for, for Candy to visit with Dr. Fred Faison, a hypnotherapist and psychologist. Dr. Faison, as part of the legal effort where Candy pleaded not guilty by reason of self-defense, would take her into these, um, hip hypnosis sessions where she would just kind of explore her childhood. According to Faison, um, or Faison, maybe, uh, Candy had suffered a traumatic event. Believe it or not, this is the childhood trauma they're saying that caused this whole thing of her killing Betty Gore. When she was four, uh, she was misbehaving and wanted to speak out about something, and she was shushed by her mother. Okay. Childhood trauma. Uh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Th- that is her childhood she trauma? She was shushed by her mother. Wow, man. That's why we shouldn't shush children. Yeah. They might go kill somebody with an axe later. Uh, and she repressed that, which led to an explosion of rage. This at- is why, dude, I have very fucking... I have very, very fucked up thoughts on shit that, like, you're not allowed to share mm-hmm. with certain people. My thing is, is, is like, I think that there's only so much shit that really fucking fucks, like, fucks kids up. And I think that sometimes shit is planted in people's heads. This is why I don't like going to therapists, because they, uh, real, let, I I'll thought just, it was just because you were a Scientologist. I'm just, yeah. Uh, I'm going to sue you now. Uh-huh. Um, let, let me, let me just fucking tell this real quick. I go to a therapist and I'm I'm saying some something happened to me as a kid. You know, we, we talked about this. Like I was raped when I was six by a neighbor, but it wasn't like one of those like forceful rape things. It was like, like get on a bed, you know, like give me that little asshole or something like that. Um, you know, it was just more of like, like, let's do this or so, you know, like, I don't know how many years older he was. And he ends up fucking me in my in my ass. So we're getting real fucking graphic here, but we do that anyway because it's a show about graphic shit. Uh, and anyway, when I'm when I'm in a, th- uh, a therapist later, she's telling me how much that should bother me, and I'm like, yeah, but it, but it doesn't. And I'm like, because I I really it's like I talk about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this happened to me. It sucks that that happened to me. You know, let's hope that that shit, you know what I mean? Like doesn't mm-hmm. happen to anybody else, but it's going to, but let's, let's, you know, maybe like there's, there's things we, that should be done about it. Like, but I think that, I think that with like, with shit like that, like the therapist is like, no, it should bother you more than it does. And I'm like, the fuck, like, what the fuck kind of therapist are you? Like maybe they're alluding that you haven't really process why would i want to if i'm okay right and 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 i'm like oh this shit bothers me like if they're they're getting going for a freudian thing maybe it's like you're okay on the surface but subconsciously it's causing other problems you don't realize they're connected no okay no i i'm very well i have even been told like they're like wow you're you're very aware of uh, yeah i'm like yeah yes i am I'm, i'm extremely aware of myself um i'm extremely aware of like of 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 things it's just hard for me to stop doing certain things like yelling you know like i have a temper i fucking yeah i think i have a form of tourettes and i'm not joking i do i think i have a form of tourettes i have that like i say what's on my fucking mind sometimes like right no filter yeah but but then like there's other things too like ticks and mm-hmm. yelling i used to have a really bad tick with my shoulder where i would like do this and i would like go <clears throat> like and i'm like oh my god i think i have tourettes and I think my son has it too. Uh, but anyway, I think like there's certain things that bother me and bother me like, and I'll sit there and I'll, and I'll look back on and it'll really fucking like upset me and hurt me and bother me that shit that happened to my child. But it's more like, like with shit, like with my dad, like the way I was treated right. and the way, you know, like kids making fun of me and shit like that. And that stuff bothers me, and I put an emphasis on that because that's what literally bothers me. Right. But then the therapist is like, "No, this should bother you," and I'm like, "But it doesn't." Right. Like I understand. They're telling you what you should be right. traumatized about, and I'm like, "But I'm not tra-. right, exactly." And I'm like, "I'm not traumatized by that." Like, so I think that sometimes, like, she may have literally went to a fucking therapist that was just like, 
well, you know, that's traumatizing to to a young kid to to be yelled at like that. And, right. And, I, and and now she's gr- like fucking clinging on to that excuse. Well, I I think well, this is, they're saying this was like some kind of repressed memory, and I think they're just trying to find a way to of course to say like, hey, she she's crazy, so don't make her go to jail. Um. And that's what it was. It was a key element of the defense effort because they pled not guilty by self-defense. But you you have to answer a question here: How does one hit somebody in the head with an axe? Hit someone with an axe forty-one times, yeah. including twenty-eight blows to the head, mm-hmm. in self-defense? Uh, that's that's not hard at all. That's not really hard at all. I if, mean, if you for, fucking she was alive for forty of them. So if yeah. you came at me and hit me with an axe, right? I'd probably do the same thing. Like, well, at some point, it stops becoming self-defense and it becomes offense. Okay. And, and, and I, I, I disagree. Well, the, I, I court, understand that the don't. courts don't, yeah. but, but I disagree with the courts on a lot of things. So right. that's one of the things I'm going to disagree. You know what I mean? Like, I disagree with marijuana should be illegal. Right. I disagree with the courts on a lot of things. I think that if a woman comes at you, or a man, or anybody comes at you with an axe, right? Mm-hmm. And they swing that axe at you, even if they miss... I believe that you should be able to fucking take it and hit them back because they swung at you. It's already attempt an attempt at your fucking life. And now you have the right to fucking defend yourself. So if you hit that person, I don't know that that person's going to fucking come at me. That's what like the, uh, that's why I'm okay with the idea of the gun and like shooting somebody in self-defense, like that stand your ground thing. Right. Because, you're going to fucking fear for your life if you don't kill that person. Because mm-hmm. that person is trying to kill... They literally tried to kill you first. Right. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. So with her fucking doing it, plus some somebody... Now, let's just say I don't know what really fucking happened with her. Right. You know, like, she probably fucking killed the lady and then hit herself with the fucking... Well... Yeah, well... Let's, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what, what really fucking happened. I'm just saying... That I don't think it's it's crazy, or I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility for for somebody to fucking you know be attacked and then fucking snap and just like right. But in in and that's well, that's where they well. well to, how many how many you said at some point it stops where what well, number twenty apparently, apparently forty one okay is it forty one is it forty is it thirty eight is it fucking twenty seven how many how many times are you allowed to to fucking strike back. Well, until you're able to remove yourself from the situation, until you're able to defend yourself. I think I think it's I think it's if she left and then came back and was like, no, I'm not done, bitch. Then it's like, all right. Now, well, that, that, that's kind of getting to the next okay. part of the, the Montgomery claim. Let's do it. Uh, Let's the self-defense part. need another key claim, obviously, that that Betty had started the violence. And uh, according to Candy's version of events, and there were no other people in the room at that time besides Candy and Betty. um, what had happened was uh, Betty. We need, to, we need to access fucking brains. By yeah, the way. we need to do a thing where we hook it up and like, let's see, let's see what really happened. You access the brain. You got your fucking liar, Candy. You're a liar. She was, she was just walking in. She said, "Hey, I made tarts. Ooh. Do you want some tarts? I want some tarts." And she said, "What kind? Apple?" And she goes, "No, blueberry." She goes, "I don't like blueberry." And then she hit her forty-one yeah. times. Oh, well, that'll do. And it. then and then cleaned it off. No, she hit her 40 times, mm-hmm. cleaned it off, hit herself in a foot, right? cleaned that off, and then hit her for the 40 first, first mm-hmm. one, yeah, and then put the fucking thing in her hands. She's like, no, it's got my fingerprints, mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe, maybe just, who the fuck knows what happened? Well, yeah, the only eyewitness account would be the, the one Candy provides. Uh, 
And that's that uh, Betty had, um, well, she was coming over to the Gore house because, again, uh, Elisa, the older of the two Gore daughters, was staying over Candy's house. They were good friends with her daughter. And Candy was stopping by to pick up a swimsuit for Elisa. Um, and Betty was there. When, when Candy came in, Betty had an axe in her hand. And she confronted Candy about her and Alan having an affair. Um, and Candy said, according to her, that she admitted that they did have an affair, uh, but that it had been over for uh, for several months now. Like, we aren't doing it anymore. And, and that, if, if she was telling the truth. If she said that, she was telling the truth. Uh, Betty put the axe down, according to Candy's story, and told Candy in no uncertain terms that she never wanted to see her again, uh, save still allowing Elisa to go swimming and then bringing her home. Uh, Elisa was still learning to swim and was very nervous to go underwater, so she would be uh, rewarded with a candy whenever she would go underwater. Uh, according like to not not the lady, yeah, the no, like a uh, a mint or like a piece of candy or some sort. <laughs> a mint, a Werther's I, I, original. I think they were mints actually. Oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> Would've been better if it was a Werther's original. So, um, so according to Candy, Betty goes to get these uh, these mints for uh, yeah. or candies or whatever they were uh, treats for 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 Elisa. Was it a complimentary mint on your pillow? Um, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so according to uh, to Candy, Betty comes back with these to give her to give to the, to her daughter, and Candy apologizes for the affair, and that made Betty snap. The apology made her snap, and she pushed Candy in the utility room and followed her with the axe. Uh, there was a struggle. Candy was able to wrest the weapon from Betty and delivered a blow to the head. And according to Candy, uh, Betty went down. She thought she had killed her, and then Candy started to try to leave. But Betty wasn't dead, and Candy says uh, that Betty slammed her against the door as she tried to get out. They struggled over the axe again, but Betty was losing blood at this point. She was uh, kind of running out of steam, so Candy struck her more times, and again and again, and she gets in that enraged state and does deliver 41 blows in all, as we've mentioned. Uh, Candy claims that after that, she did drive home, covered in blood and totally in shock. She changed out of her bloody clothes and noticed a cut on her big toe like she didn't even feel it until she noticed her foot was wet. And she looks down and she has a uh, an axe wound on her big toe, uh, which she was planning on blaming on being injured by a storm door at the house, like a, a jagged storm door. So Candy showered, she bandaged up her wound, she put on a fresh change of clothes. Later on, she would find out that sh- there were footprints at the crime scene, bloody footprints, so she cut up the pair of sandals she was wearing, eventually. And uh, she returns to the church to pick up her the, her children and the older daughter of the former friend she had just killed. Moral of the story is don't go to church. Moral of the story and is don't don't swim. Moral of the story is don't confront people about affairs. I guess I don't don't, don't cheat to begin with. Well, Betty Gore didn't cheat. She's one of the motherfucking no, dead. Candy did actually. Betty Gore did cheat once. Um, did she? Yeah. Fucking bitch. Uh, but her uh, husband forgave her. Oh. Um, didn't didn't hit her with an axe. No. All right. So the um, in the end of this, uh, the unconventional defense paid off, and Candy Montgomery was found not guilty. I know. I said, don't cheat. Somebody's gonna somebody because that's where the left is. That's what you fucking you leftists love to fucking cheat. That's all you do. You love we to lie. Cheat. We cheat. We steal. You do. You and you. This this is listen. The cops are coming for you. <laughs> Cops back the blue. All right. All right. Blue lives matter. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm kidding. So. The uh, Montgomerys left the Dallas area shortly after they sold their house and moved to Georgia. Although Candy and Pat did eventually divorce. 
Candy wound up uh, trying to distance herself from her past. She uh, she went by her maiden name, Candace Wheeler, and she eventually would just kind of refuse any and all media requests. She's kind of become quite reclusive about it. Don Crowder, the lawyer, wound up killing himself in around 1998, I think. Um, and Candy Candace Wheeler, Candy Montgomery, winds up becoming a therapist, as did one of her daughters, I believe uh, Jennifer, the oldest daughter, or the daughter was friends with uh, with Elisa Gore. By the time Candy went to trial, Alan Gore had already remarried to another woman. Uh, he wound up in a custody fight, and uh, he and Betty's two daughters wound up in the custody of their maternal grandparents, of, uh, of Betty Gore's gra- uh, parents. Alan also wound up leaving the Dallas area shortly after. I believe I saw a thing where people kind of creeped on their Facebooks, and uh, Alan Gore, who was still alive, and uh, the two children are in, in touch at this point. And this case, and this is kind of why we're talking about this one right now, uh, this case has been immortalized, not just in books and magazine articles, but it was a made-for-TV movie uh, back in 1990. It was uh, inspired by the book and named after the book A Killing in a Small Town, and it was directed by veteran TV director Stephen Jellenhall, the father of Jake and Maggie. Hmm. Uh, Barbara Hershey won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Miniseries or Movie for her portrayal of Candy Morrison. Uh, the movie did take the step of changing characters' names. Uh, Betty and Alan Gore, for example, became Peggy and Stan Blankenship. And um, the story is now, some 30 years after that made-for-TV movie, getting too modern retelling soon, uh, as far as the like streaming services are going to do some um, short-form series about them. One of them is going to be on Hulu. Uh, it's made by the producers of The Act. And the act is about another true crime story I think we're going to cover soon. Uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard and Dee Dee Blanchard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the That's act- before she uh, was Gypsy Rose, uh, Gypsy Rose Lee. No, that was an actress, and, oh. and Gypsy Rose Blanchard was named after her. Uh, uh, Tully's mom. No. Um, Gypsy, Gypsy Rose Blanchard is actually um, actually Dee Dee's daughter. Oh. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a story that has a lot of Munchausen's by proxy. Maybe we'll cover that next episode. Uh, but... The people who did the show, The Act on Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, are working on a show called Candy, a, a short miniseries, a, a limited series, as they're called now. With my girl. With Elizabeth Moss. Oh. Uh, you're thinking, you're thinking of the other one. You're thinking of the other. Well, wait. Hold on. Oh. Uh, Candy is uh, being done by Elizabeth Moss, who is, I believe, in Mad Men. She's in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Uh, she's playing Candy Montgomery. And then there's another version of this story that's coming out, and it's from veteran TV producer David E. Kelly. He did, like, Ally McBeal. I think he was involved with L.A. Law. He's done a lot of stuff. He either is or at least was married to Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, he and Nicole Kidman are producing a, uh, a, a limited series for HBO Max called Love and Death, which will have, uh, like you were just saying, Elizabeth Olsen. Oh. Elizabeth Olsen will be playing, um, will be playing Candy Montgomery. And they also announced that Alan Gore is going to be played by Jesse Plemons. Who, oh, okay. Um, he was in Landry in Friday Night Lights. He was Todd on Breaking Bad. He was in the second episode or the second season of Fargo. You probably know him best. I know he is. Uh, the Fargo, our uh, Black Mirror, the USS Callister episode, no. where uh, it's like Star Trek theme one, where he puts all the people's consciousness or like their copies yeah, of their minds. Where I would know him. Oh, where do you know him from? You know, all over here. All over. He's uh he's married to Kirsten Dunst. I know who he is. They met on Fargo. <clears throat> anyway, that's our story. That was a, that was a nice spur. I was. Did you like it? I did. Proud of you. Thank you. Um. So anyway, that's uh that's everything we no, had to I, do I'm now. I'm pretty sure Jesse Clemens. If I'm thinking of Clemens. the right, 
What is it? Plemons. Plemons? Yes, with a P. Is it? Is that what it is? It is Plemons. I believe I know him from... Did he do um, DC movies? I think he did... He may have. I mainly know him from Friday Night Lights and then Breaking Bad. Let me see. And Jesse all these other things I mentioned. Jesse Plemons with a P. Uh, let me see his filmography. I know who he is. He's a blonde-haired dude. But I'm yeah. to, pretty sure he was in... Um, Oh, he's going to be in Jungle Cruise? They're doing a Jungle Cruise oh. movie with The Rock? How about that? Yeah. Uh, the Irishman. Game Night. Game, he was in Game Night. Game yeah. Night, yeah. Black Mirror. Uh, Fargo. I could have swore the program. Uh, I could have Not that, the program. Breaking Bad. I could have swore he was in a fucking uh, a DC movie. I don't believe he was. Guess not. Yeah, he's been a lot. I know of who he is. I a know, lot of TV man. Yeah, I know who he is. But I could have swore he yeah. was. So he'll be. Uh, he'll be playing Alan Gore to uh, Elizabeth Olsen's Candy Montgomery. Okay. Uh, so that's everything we need to do here, except for one little tiny thing. Make a sandwich. I no got sandwiches yet. Uh, no, but I got sandwiches. Uh, no. This. Somebody wants to hear about my sandwich out there. It's time for another game of Who Died. That's right, everybody. It's time for your favorite game in mind. Who died the worst? It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the first. The name of the game is Who Died the Worst. Uh, it's not. And I didn't get. I didn't get liver worst. No, no, no. I got... This has nothing to do with lunch meat. Lebanon bologna and Cooper Sharp cheese. What this has to do with is I'm going to give... Do you not like Lebanon bologna and Cooper Sharp cheese? I don't think I've ever had Lebanon bologna. Is it like regular bologna? No. Oh. Um, it's like a salami-ish. Oh, I like salami. Oh, dude. Lebanon bologna... It, what about Cooper Sharp cheese? I've, I like Cooper Sharp cheese. Oh, my God. It's the best cheese. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Jackson Wells over here three That's deaths. It's me. Yeah. He's going to tell me which of the three... Died the worst. Yeah. Death number one takes us to Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah. Um, and you're not, we're not much of uh, dancers. We don't really dance a lot. I never dance. Yeah, I do the rockaway. Okay. Do you tango? Uh, I've, I've tango. I, I've cashed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alberto Fargo, uh, was a, uh, tango instructor. Okay. And one of the things he would always teach his students. I do the ma- merengue. Or, no, wait, that's is merengue. No, salsa. I salsa to merengue. Yeah, yeah that's what You merengue and do the tango? Um, uh, is that a thing? Yes. What's that from? Copacabana. Oh. She would merengue and do the tango. Oh. Um, that's enough of me singing. Yep. Um, Alberto Fargo taught the tango. Aha. Uh-huh. And he was teaching his students the proper stance. And one of the things you do in your tango is you're supposed to keep your head up. Yeah. Uh, and he would instruct them to look at the ceiling. And that's how you make sure your head is properly up, by looking at the ceiling. By the way, I think those dances are fucking stupid. <laughs> I think they're so dumb. I hate them. I hate them with a fucking passion. You know how people make fun of, like, Irish step dancing? Yeah. Yeah, I fucking hate uh, all that shit. I-, I hate all those dances. They're fucking dumb. What dances do you like? Um, Irish step dance. No, I like oh. I like a lot of like like hip hop fucking. Like, you like the hip hop dance? Do you like the patented pop and lock? Pop and, I do like that okay. shit. Yeah, 
I, I, I watch a lot of those battles and stuff. A lot of those are really cool. Um, there's like, do you want me to give you a chance to do a hip hop dance? <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Ladies all the time be asking me, yeah. BP, how come you don't dance no more? Right. <sighs> Very obscure. <laughs> Very obscure. Uh, so anyway, back to Alberto Fargo. He, um, he was, um, he was a guy. <laughs> okay. Very, okay. Very astute observation. Yeah, he was a guy who was teaching the tango, telling him to keep your head up. Keep your head up while you're dancing, stare at the he, ceiling. He was, he was Tupac, told him to keep your head up. And he was so busy keeping his head up that he didn't realize he uh, stepped out of a five-story window. Fifth story window. Such a good dance. And he well, he fell to his death. Did he? Did he fucking tango on the way down? No. But and he, but he looked like salsa when he hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Uh, and, and no confirmation. We always have to bring this up. I do not believe he did the rowboat either. Okay. Um, but Some, no, he, somebody will. Somebody will. Yeah. If I have to jump from a very high, if I ever get terminally ill, I'm jumping off of something very high and I'm doing the rowboat. Fucking do it. Um, I'm doing the I'm doing the fucking the snorkels, the, the snor- snorkel, yeah, swim, or or do the Superman thing, or <laughs> I act like you're running at full speed. There's a there's a guy that does this thing where it looks like he's running and then mm-hmm. it looks like he's running real fucking fast mm-hmm. and he's literally standing in place. Oh wow, because he it's the way he has the one leg and, mm-hmm. and he has the other leg that just goes and it looks like he's fucking running and it's insane. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's like his gimmick. And it's funny how people can make money mm-hmm. off of a stupid fucking gimmick. Yeah. Like, we need to do something with you. I got it. Why is it going to be me? Why can't we do something funny with you? I got it. You're going to just every day mm-hmm. have a sandwich. Okay. In um, your hand or something like that. All right. And then you could just go, fuck you, grandma, and smack me in the face <laughs> okay with it or something. Right. and then it's just a different every day a different kind of sandwich no it's, it's oh. it, it doesn't matter what the sandwich is but every day you're just gonna go fuck you grandma and you're gonna hit me in the face with a sandwich but it'll be in different places okay like we'll be in front of giant or we'll be in front of the courthouse or we'll be in front of the, uh, you know a car yeah whatever you just every day it's gonna be fuck you grandma and then people are gonna go oh it's so fucking funny. Oh my god, just see he was like fucking grandma. Even his grandma. Yo, mm-hmm. it's the grandma sandwich guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So death number two. Yeah. Uh I don't have a name here, but uh these two Frank. these two workers, they're from Romania. I don't think they're named Frank. Oh uh, maybe they're named Georgios. Uh, it's from Romania? Yeah. Vlad yeah. <laughs> Vlad and Vladdy. And Gorky. No, don't give my real name out. I said um, Gorky. Oh, okay. Um Two workers in an aluminum factory in Romania. A worker. Yeah, two workers broke into uh, a uh, Vlad, not, Vlad and Gorky. Yeah, they were they were playing around with uh, some stuff they weren't should have been playing around with, and uh, one of them was a um, an air hose. <laughs> That's not how you say the word. It's asshole. But no, well, we're getting to the asshole. Oh. They, so one of these two, uh, or maybe the other one did it, inserted the air hose into their asshole. No. And pumped six bars of atmospheric pressure into their anus. <laughs> oh, boy. Which caused internal hemorrhaging Ooh. and death within minutes. Right. But it also was a very effective colonic. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to do this to my sewer line. Right. I would have put six bars of pressure in there. All right. We don't need to talk about <laughs> the shitty situation. We, um, 
right. Death number two yeah. is uh, six bars of atmospheric pressure, atmospheric pressure up the anus. Yeah. I want to put six bars of soap up my ass. Okay, there's a lot of soap. Yeah. Dumb. How are you going to get it out? Uh, I am going to bend over and go... <laughs> and act like I'm a machine gun and aim it at my enemies. <laughs> you, have six, you have more than six enemies. Yeah. That's my problem. I don't have six enemies. Yeah, load me up. Just uh, keep... Lo- just, just fucking keep like a big... Keep a big tube with six each, and then yeah. you just reload me. <laughs> Spin it around? Yeah. Are you going to play Russian like, roulette? Yeah. Just I'm load gonna be one like a, bar of soap in at some points? I'm going to be like a fucking... What are those Tommy gun things Six called? shooter? Oh. No, what are they called? Minigun? Yeah, like a minigun, yeah. Uh, so uh, so death number three is a uh, a woman named Beth Ann Roper. Um, yeah, I remember her from Three's Company. She, this is not Mrs. Roper. She was on a train uh, in, in the UK between Bath and Bristol, and they think there was a uh, lack That's of... That's funny, because in Philly, nobody takes a bath in Bristol. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they were... Um, they were... She was on a train with some friends. They had just gone shopping. Yeah. And they're blaming maybe some shoddy maintenance on the train because uh, they were able to open a window they shouldn't have been able to open. And so, uh, so Beth Ann and their friends were uh, taking turns sticking their head out of the window and looking out of the train while it was going 75 miles per hour. Uh-huh. And Beth Ann wound up hitting her head on a tree branch and dying. Okay. So, death number three is you stick your head out of a train window and you whack into a branch. Right, like fucking whack-a-mole. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to number one. Death number one is you're doing the tango. Right. And you're looking up at the ceiling because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> tango out of the fifth floor window. And you tango your way right out of a fifth story window. <laughs> it's like a and fucking... And to your death. It's like a bad, like, fucking, uh, like, cartoon, like, yeah. uh, Looney Tunes cartoon. It is. Yeah. Do you think you tango for a little bit and then, like, like a cloud of smoke? Yeah. <laughs> like, duck, like, tap his foot around, like, put up and a sign that said help. Put up a sign that said help. Yeah. And then fell. You know that that uh, uh, fucking yeah. sound that they, they always have? That's death number one. Yeah. Death number one is the tango. The Looney Tunes death. Death number two, as you'll probably remember, yeah. is six bars of atmospheric pressure right up the poop. Yeah. And death number three. Is you stick your head out of the window, and you're getting hit by a branch, and you're the least interesting death of the three. So I ask you, Jackson Wells, who died the worst? Well, it depends on how uh, how how we gauge what worst. Well, is. that's your job. So so the actual physical worst is number two by far. Yeah, you're you're suffering for minutes from internal hemorrhaging. Right. It's it's, it's the other two were over pretty quick, but. But but you're also I, sticking I also, hoses up your. Ass. But you you stuck a hose yeah. up your ass. That's not how you do a colonic. So I'm eliminating number two. Okay. First, straight away. Yeah, you're gone. It, it is physically the worst. Yes. But you're gone. Yeah. My, you you tend to play this more. Who was the least responsible in their death? Yes, that's how I play because that's what the worst is to me. Uh, who deserved it the least? Now it's down not to not as catchy of a name. Now it's down to fucking some fucking idiot pretending like she's a fucking dog and <laughs> out of a window mm-hmm. and <laughs> getting smacked with a fucking tree branch or a, uh my my the winner this week is number three okay the least interesting one is, is the worst to one. me is the worst death here's why here's how it happened 
Number two, you know what the fuck you were doing. Mm-hmm. You knew how bad that was going to fuck. You knew that was... You're, you're, if you didn't... Well, they probably didn't. No. So they're the biggest fucking moron in the world. <laughs> never so, stick so, an air hose up your ass, kids. So, so never stick an air hose up your asshole. Uh, so that's why, that's why that one's done. Then, number one... Dude. Know your fucking surroundings. Yeah. Like, understand that there's a Be aware a of your surroundings at all times. Understand there's a fucking door. Or how about you don't do a dance where you have to look up the whole time? You know? Because it's fucking stupid. It's stupid when they fucking... I Like, this one, I, I, I've said this before. I don't know if I said this on here. The fucking people, when Latin music hits, they just start fucking dancing. Like, you can fart, and they will dance like it's Weekend at Bernie's. All joke of mine. But that's... Do you think when the guy got the six... Pounds of uh, pressure that he floated away like a balloon when you let the air out. That would be fucking great. So, but but the thing is, is like the fucking. I hate the the dance. They hit the fucking. They they, they put the fucking the hand in the air, and then the hips are going back. I'm like, oh, look at the way they move that. I fucking don't like it. I think it looks stupid. I hate that that fucking type of dancing. Uh, but but that's not what the thing. They don't deserve to die from right. that. But you're a fucking idiot. You're on the fifth fucking floor, yeah. and there's a goddamn door open. Understand where the fuck, because I would be like, hey, guess what? I'm not going anywhere near that. You can see a fucking wall. You're looking up. You can see a wall. Mm-hmm. You could be like, oh, shit, I'm too close. I'm by the window. I'm by the wall. Right. And then he I'm went dropping and like a ball. F- fall. Yeah. Fell. Anyway, anyway, he's a fucking moron. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he's dead now. Before, we used to be like, we'll, we'll never make fun of him. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's an asshole. Number two is a fucking idiot. Now, look. Number three. You, you it's don't, the one you would expect least to be dangerous. But you, you don't expect, right. You don't expect to stick your head out of a fucking window and then get hit by a tree branch and right. die. Or else she probably wouldn't have done that. Right. I think that's the least. Yeah, I think she was the Yeah, okay. Okay. So, yeah. That'll do it. Okay. And that will do it for this episode of Murder, My Dude. Yeah, uh, go to projecthumanoid.com, P-R-O-J-E-C-T-H-U-M-A-N-O-I-D.com. Uh, we have t-shirts, we have links to our shows, which this show here, yeah, uh, and our show Pedantic. That show there. Uh, buy some merch, uh, and, and if you do buy some merch, take a picture, you know? Yeah. So, and then, because we, we want people all over to have our fucking logo and represent our show. Yeah. So that way you're walking somewhere like... I don't know, you're in a supermarket, you're in a mall. By the way, get, get vaccinated. And if you yes. say, I don't believe in a vaccine, go fuck yourself. Uh, get vaccinated, fucking asshole. Um, well, I, I think you should be given a choice. Get vaccinated or get or, COVID. Or die, yeah. No, we'll just oh, get COVID. Just if, you, if you beat it, beat it. That's uh, fine. If you can get it. Look, there's, we have friends in Canada that can't get it. Yeah, yet. if you have access to the vaccine, get yeah, it. Yeah, and there's like, I, I, I know somebody that, uh, you know, they finally just opened up to her age group yeah and now they can't get the second one until like fucking september oh wow yeah it's really shitty it's like yeah because that really narrows it because right now only pfizer is is available for like certain ages really yeah Hmm. they're working on moderna now um i don't know where i was going but get get fucking vaccinated oh uh yeah get vaccinated that way you can go uh, everywhere and you can wear our shirt and you know you'll have this murder my dude logo and somebody's gonna go oh that's a cool shirt what's murder my dude and then, are you telling me to murder somebody? And I'm going to go, no, no, dude. No, look under the logo. It says a killer podcast. Hey, right. It's a fucking podcast. And you should listen to this shit. They're crazy. Especially the one guy, B.P. Burke. The other guy, Jackson Wells, is very sane and logical. Mm-hmm. So. 
All right. Well, that's all I have. And that's all we have. Because we will see you next time with more murder. My dude. I'm just kidding, Peru. You know I love you.